you know, there was a, a very simple, very Yid, a water carrier named Rablipa. This Rablipa. He's a, like I said, a Yid, a simple Jew, God fearing Jew. Went about his business honestly, with uh, in a modest way. And every single day, he was hired as a water carrier for a number of the people. Uh, happens to be a number of wealthier people in his community that they didn't have any running water, you know, even the wealthiest of person, there was no, uh, there was no plumbing. So they hired this Rablipa to, ha- to bring water for them every single day, a few times a day and so on. That was, the, uh, that was his job as the water carrier. So there's one particular day that he's schlepping the water back and forth, and he notices in the town square there seems to be a big commotion, something's going on. Town squares are always busy, but uh, something unique, it looked busier than usual. So he goes over to the town square and he notices that, that there's this holy-looking person. There's something you know, special about this person in his eyes, but he was standing on top of a box and he's giving a drush, he's darshaning to everyone. And Rablipa, as he's walking towards the scene, he's first looking at everyone else and he notices how mesmerized they are, that Mamish uh, just like magnetically pulled to this, to the speaker, this rav, this darshan. And then he looks at the Baldarshan, the one that's speaking, the rabbi that's speaking, and he immediately understands what's so magnetic about him. There's, there's just an aura about this person. And this, whoever this person was, this tzaddik, is uh, saying stories and, you know, uh, saying different vertlach and so on. And a uh, little bit, you know, in parentheses, that was the Balsham. It was the Balsham And the Balsham is standing up there and he's darshaning and so on. And, and Rablipa, as he's listening, he begins to notice that there's a certain theme, you know, running through all the stories and all the different chazals that the Balshantav is saying and quoting. And the theme of that particular day was, Rachman Alibaboy, that Hashem wants our heart. Hashem wants our heart. And that's what the Balshantav was talking about over there in that moment of that t- town square, how every single Jew, we offer Hashem, we have to give to Hashem everything we have and so on, different ways to serve Him. But the main thing is, that a Jew has to be able to find ways to give your heart to Hashem. That was the main message. And Rablip is listening to this, and some, for some reason that message struck a very deep chord within him. That the Rabbanishal wants my heart. That I should be able to give Hashem my heart. And okay, fine, so after a little bit of time, so the Baal Shem finished darshaning and everyone goes their way. Rablip is standing there and he's thinking, oh, to give Hashem my heart, what could I do to give Hashem? What does that mean to give Hashem my heart? How could I do that? And so he continues his job of, of schlepping water to different places. But the whole day he's thinking about this. Like, what does that mean? I love Hashem. He gives me so much. I'm so grateful. And I'm so humbled by Hashem's kindness in my life. And I, and I, and I really do feel, says Rebbe to himself, that I should give back to Hashem. And the Baal Shem Tov, this Magid, said that I have to give my heart, but I don't know what that means. And so he begins to daven that Hashem should reveal to him what it means for Rebbe to give his heart to Hashem. Hashem Yisbarach, show me what it means. And so he's continuing his day, water, you know, schlepping water back and forth, and then all of a sudden, it hits him like a ton of bricks. Oh, I know what it means to give my heart to Hashem. I know. And it was such, it was such clarity, it was such, it was such strong conviction that that idea came to him, that he said to himself, no matter what happens, this is how I'm going to have to give Hashem my heart with this idea. But he knows that the idea is not so push it, that he has to speak to his wife about it first. So he comes home, and after a long day, so as usually he comes home, and his wife is uh, preparing supper for him, so they sit down, and he asks, you know, his rabbitson asks, how was your day? He says, very, very nice. And his wife noticed that 
Lipa was uh, like playing with the food, but he wasn't eating. And so his wife asked him, Lipa, is there something on your mind? So Rabbi Lipa says, you know, I'll tell you the truth, yeah. So it happened today, something interesting, that, you know, this morning when I was going through the town, I noticed that there was a magi, there was a, a preacher, a rabbi that was there, and he was darshaning, and it was really amazing. And he said over the following message, the message was, this is what Lipa is telling his wife, is that Hashem, what, the, the biggest thing we can give Hashem is our heart. And so his wife said to him, what does that mean, to give Hashem your heart? And so Lipa says, well, that's exactly what I was thinking too, I wasn't sure. But then I, it became clear to me what it means to give Hashem your heart. So his wife asked him, so what does it mean? So Lipa said, what it means for me, what it means for us, is that from now on I'm going to trade water, the roots of, uh, of, of carrying water, of water schlepping. I'm going to trade my root with Shlomo Daiv's root. Shlomo Daiv was another water carrier in town, but this Shlomo Daiv didn't have the mazel of this Reb Lipa, and instead of being hired by all the wealthy people of the town to bring him, to bring them their water, this Shlomadayev was hired by the shuls of the town to supply the shuls with water. Now, the shuls were not, you know, they didn't, they paid maybe half of the wages that the Gevir and the wealthy people of the town paid for their own personal homes. And so it was always known that Rablipa was definitely doing a lot better than Mr. Shlomadayev. Now, Mr. Shlomadayev was a very good Jew, an honest Jew, a God fearing Jew, and he never complained about his lot. But it was always one of those things that, you know, Nebuch, he, he, of all the poor people in town, of all the water carriers, he's the poorest. And Sir Oblipa said to his wife that while I was schlepping water, it hit me like a ton of bricks, that the way I can give my heart back to Hashem is by trading positions with this with Rishlam Adayv, that, listen, Baruch Hashem, we've saved up money and we're doing okay. Rishlam Adayv is not, he's struggling. I want to give him my my, uh, you know, my chilek in the water carrying business and I'll take on his chilek. So his wife says to him, Lipa, listen, that, that, that's terrible. You're going to ruin our parnasa. Then we're going to be as poor as him. I, I don't let you do that. It's a, you, you can't do that. You have to find another way to give Hashem your heart. But Lipa says, listen, I'm telling you, this is, it's so clear to me this is what Hashem wants of us and this is how we can pay back Hashem. We, I, I have no, th- this is what we're doing. So the wife is like, but I'm not going to let you do that. It's, it's, it's not good for us. It's not good. We have, two, we have two sons, our two children. We have to raise them. So Lipa noticed, Lipa saw that his wife was being very strong about it. And she is making a valid point. Lamaisa, they have a family to raise of their own. So Lipa said to his wife, listen, this is what I feel in my bones, what Hashem wants of us. But I understand that we have two sons and we have to raise them and, and, and support them. So he said to his wife, I'll make you a deal. The deal is that I'm going to go about doing this, and I was going to do this purely Hashem Shemai without asking anything in return from Hashem. I wanted to give him my heart straight. But because you're right, and we do have two sons, what I am going to say to Rav is as follows. I'm going to make this trade. I'm going to give my root to Rav Shalom and Shalom is going to give me his root. And I'm doing this Rav Shalom because I want to express my devotion to you. But one thing I am asking in return, and my wife is making a good point, Rav Shalom, is that in this schus, our two sons should be able to be to become uh, tzaddikim and to be raised in the right way and the words of Torah should become sweet in their mouths and they should uh, be able to have everything. We should have everything we need to raise them not only physically well but also spiritually well. And with that, his wife was masking to such a deal. So that's what happened. The next day, Lipa goes over to Shlomo Daiv it tells him the whole thing, we're going we're gonna to trade, and Shlomo's like, what are you trading? Yeah, I have much worse, this is what I want to do, don't ask any questions, and that's what happened. Those two sons of Rablipa 
became the two famous Sadiqim, the Rebbe Melech and the Rebbe Abzusha. No, so it's impossible for us to know who know you know what causes what, but at the end of the day, it's not surprising that those two tzaddikim came from parents that had such mysterious nefesh and such devotion to Rabbi Shalom and to each other and to other yidden. Hashem should bless us. We should be zeichet to give Hashem our hearts and to find the right ways to do so with mysterious nefesh and with love and with dedication to Hashem and to and to other yidden. Should be zeichet to have a week full of mazel and bracha. Ad b'li dai b'yis kol tzedek mihervi mein